Welcome to episode number 54 of the Active Geek Podcast entitled Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. So on December 16th, the biggest movie of 2016 is probably coming out, and that's Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. So before you say, oh my god, another Star Wars story with Han, Leia, and Luke, this does not follow those three. This is not an episode uh, in the Star Wars universe. This is a separate story. This takes place after Revenge of the Sith and before A New Hope. So it's kind of 3.5-ish. That's where, we, where we're going to put it. Um, Chuck and I break down all the new characters that you're going to see, like Jin, Cassian, K2SO, uh, Baze, some other characters like that. We give you who plays them, a little bit about their backstory, and what we think of those characters. Uh, we also focus on, you know, how this is going to fit in the Star Wars universe now that the universe is kind of being more female-driven, which is great. Um, we also talk about you know, a little bit about the the future for Star Wars movies as far as Episodes 8, Episodes 9, and then the solo movies. And then we talk about our plans on if we were to direct a a solo Star Wars story, not an episode, what story would we pick? Um, But once you're done listening to this podcast and you don't have anything else to do and you want to really quench your Star Wars thirst, go over to YouTube and search Rogue One, a Star Wars story, Creature Feature. That is a look into the creatures that were created for a Rogue One Star Wars story. You get to see some of the new creatures, some of the older creatures that um, that may not have been featured on the, the trailers or TV spots. So go and check that out. Um, so Star Wars, again, Ro- Rogue One, a Star Wars story, is out December 16th, and it's directed by Gareth Edwards. And if you don't know that name, please see Godzilla 2014 before you see this, because then you get to see what kind of style he... He's shooting. So without further ado, this is episode number 54 of the Active Geek Podcast entitled Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. Alright, so with this episode, this is right up your alley, Chuck. This is the third episode that we've done of this title in this galaxy far, far away. Like what I did there? Yes. Um, what, what What's the episode that we're doing today? We are doing Star Wars Rogue One. I am pumped. As anyone knows, I am a huge Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this is totally right up my alley, and yeah. I couldn't be more excited. Yeah, and, you know, with the movie coming up in December, we're going to have a chance to really step into this universe that, one, we know a lot about, but two, we don't know a lot about this story, because this is a, this is not an episode. No, it's the first... First Star Wars story. Theatrical, non-episode. Yeah, because they're calling it... Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Mm. So this is before the War of the Stars, but before the Death Star, right? Because I guess that would be the the main star. This is this is before. This is three point five. Yeah, it's it's kind of like in the middle between. It's kind of it's going on as Episode Four is yeah. going on. So we'll call it three point five into four. Right? Not a prequel. Right? No. This is a separate universe, well, separate story set in a universe that millions of people love. So, let's let's just gauge the excitement meter for you, Chuck. When when they announced Star War, Ro- Rogue One, a Star Wars story, how excited were you? Well, I was pumped. First, what they did, they, they announced that when Disney bought it, that they were going to put out a Star Wars movie a year. The odd years would be the episodes. Like in, yeah. So episode 
eight, nine, and ten. Yeah. Seven, eight, nine, and ten. Seven, eight, nine, yeah. Yeah, they're not going to do a ten. <laughs> right? Maybe. Maybe it'll do fucking up to 20. Who Maybe. knows? Maybe. I don't know. But then the even years are going to be a non-episodic yeah. movie. So the first one in the pipeline is going to be Rogue Star Wars Rogue One. So I was totally pumped for it. Uh, I was leery when Disney bought it. But you know what? They have the money. They have the resources. Obviously, they did a great job on... Um, Episode 7, Force Awakens. Yep. And from what I can see, this is going to be another epic mark in this uh, franchise's belt. Yeah, and I, I agree. I think personally with this episode, and I love Star Wars, so let's make that clear. We, I mean, we've done, this is our third episode on it. Um, I think that this is going to be probably the most important epi- uh, Star Wars movie to come out in quite some time because this is a new story. Episode 7 was a continuation of Episode 6, where you have core members. You have R2-D2, C-3PO, um, Chewbacca, Han Solo, you know, Admiral Ackbar, Princess Leia, and Luke, uh, Luke Skywalker. You have them, and they're established. And for us Star Wars nuts, we, we know about it. There may be a generation of people who don't know about Star Wars, who never saw it. So this is their first taste and their first introduction into the Star Wars universe. And they're like, oh, I wonder what happened... At the end of Rogue One, I want, you know, this goes into episode four, five, and six, which are the episodes that people want to watch, not the shitty episodes that came before that, that people don't want to remember. So this is that first introduction into the, the Star Wars universe, and it's not make or break for them, because obviously they are a billion dollar com- company, they're getting their own land in Disney World, um, but for me, this is the most important, because it's going to bring in a whole new fan base. Is it fair to say? Yeah. All right. So, when they made the announcements, you were you were kind of on the fence, right? Uh, of this movie because it's not an episode, or were you were you like, oh, I'm totally for it because it's well, not an episode. First, they announced that it was going to be not an episode, so I'm like, okay, where are they going to go? And mm-hmm. there was total speculation: was it are they going to do, you know, prequels for Yoda and Han Solo and Obi Wan? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right. And then I thought, well, maybe they would do, like, a Mandalorian story. It would be cool. Yeah. But so then they came out with this story. And if people don't know what this story is, it is, in episode four, they, um... Admiral Ackbar. Admiral Ackbar had to, said that they had a team that stole the planes to the Death Star. Yeah. And as everyone knows, hopefully it's not a spoiler, at the end of episode four, they... Um, blow up the desk. Yes, and this this is that story of them and the team that was in charge of restoring the Republic, right? The Republic of you know, they were they worked for the, the people who wanted to the council that wanted to restore the Republic, but they wanted to steal the Death Star um plans. Yeah, because they needed to find a loophole into blowing it up. Yeah. You know, you have this massive... I mean, it's as big as a planet. Yeah. And is there anything that has a weak spot? Especially when it's full of kyber crystals. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when you when you have that, that's what makes the, the, um, the lightsabers. There was an entire planet that was based around this stuff. And that's what they're harnessing. And that's... We're, we're going to get into the castings and, and whatnot. But, you know, 
we saw what a Kyber Crystal can do. It can go right through your skin yeah. and cut off your hand, like with Luke. And it can also blow up a blow up planet, like Alderaan. It's fair to say, right? Yeah. It blew up Alderaan, right? Yes. Um, I was excited because it's a new story, right? So you get to meet new characters, but you get to see older characters, familiar faces because of you know the the universe that it's set in. I was kind of leery because I didn't know where they were going to go with it. Like you said, like a Boba Fett origin story, as cool as it sounds to me, that's a character who may or may not have only gotten like seven total minutes on on mm-hmm. screen, and he's he's got a cult following, which is fun, which is great, but. As a main character in the Star Wars universe, I don't see Boba Fett as a main character. The Han Solo storyline, uh, story which is coming out, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, um, that's a good start. Um, a Yoda, again, a Yoda would be a good one. I don't want to see a an entire movie based on Kashyyyk. No. Uh, it would just be a lot of grunting and screaming. But, like, the origin stories for characters that we like, where it's... It's a good idea, but again, it kind of alienates new fans because they're like, oh, well, and like, for example, they say, oh, well, Jim and Chuck know all about Obi-Wan. They know all about Han Solo. I feel like I'm going in there and I'm not going to know as much as people who have already seen the previous episodes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Episodes one, two, and three are pretty much an Obi-Wan prequel. Mm-hmm. You know what happened by the time you got to episode four, you know? Um... You know, I feel that the the new story, again, is going to bring in more people, like especially young ladies. I think now that it's a female driven mm-hmm. uh, movie, what what do you think about it? You know, do you think it's it's a good idea to go not go in order of episodes with the continuation of the story, or do you think it'd be easier to just go like they're doing now one one episode, one new story, one episode, one new story? Which I, one are you I like a that. fan of? I like that because. You know, it it gives them time with the episodes because the episodes are to me what really matter. Yeah, it's this long story that eventually there's going to be a greater picture from beginning into the end. Yeah, and to me that takes time, and to put one out every year, in my opinion, would be rushing it, and you don't want to rush anything. So I think a, every other year is perfect. Because, you know what? It's not that long. It's only two years. And think about this time. This time next year, we're ready for episode, episode eight. eight. So, in my opinion, that's perfect. No, I, I agree. I think it's a, it's a great idea because even in between time, you're still adding a new installment to the, the, the story. And you're still making a shit ton of money. You know what I mean? Because, like, this movie is going to gross a ton of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Just like Force Awakens did, um, and then like if they didn't put out a movie each other year, it'd be like, all right, well, you know, we made X amount of money on For- Force Awakens, but in 2016 we didn't make any money. 2017 we made money. Like they want to continue to make money and strike while the fire is hot. You know, Star Wars since the the introduction of Star Wars last year, right? The reintroduction of Star Wars mm-hmm. in 2015. It's kind of ushered in the the popularity of space again. You know what I mean? So, you know, Star Trek was doing that when they put out Star Trek and then Into Darkness. But, like, beyond, 
people were very excited for Beyond because, oh, you know, Star Wars just came out the year before. There's another space movie. And then you look at a movie like Arrival. I'd say, like, a space movie, um, which got, like, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. A, bu- a buddy of mine saw it, the guy at work, Did and like he, he said it was great. I was on the fence about that. I'll wait till it comes out. Yeah, be- like, so am I. I. It's a DVD rental for me because movies like Interstellar and Gravity kind of ruined the space movies for me. I they, hated both they, of those They movies. were really disappointing, but then The Martian was really good. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then also, they have Passengers that's coming out in two thousand. Uh, 16 comes out this month, or December. So, which is this month that we're recording it in. So you have Arrival, Passengers, and Star Wars in a two-month period. So, you know, I don't think those two movies, the previous two movies, get made if Star Wars wasn't popular again. You know what I mean? And they're obviously basing it off of Star Wars is coming out in December, let's put the other space movies around there. So, you know, it's popular. Um, and before it too, because if they go January with Arrival, no one's going to see it because no. Star Wars is out. Um, let's go right into the casting. So I will read you a, a character name and a brief little bio of them, and you tell me what your what your expectations and your thoughts are. Sound like plan? All right, so the first character is our main character, and that's Jen Erso. She's played by Felicity Jones, as you know, um, and she was a sergeant in the Alliance, but then she turned into a criminal. What's your thoughts on... Your your first first thoughts on um, the casting of Felicity Jones to play Jenner, so. See, I, I like it. Uh, I haven't seen a whole lot of her, but she's cute. Yeah. And, um... She's supposed to be Black Cat in Spider-Man. Yep. And she, uh, you know, briefly in the Amazing yeah, Spider-Man she, too. Yeah, for like a hot second. She was like yeah. a secretary, right? But I, I like... From what I've seen of the trailer... It looks really cool. Yeah, she looks right. like a leader, right? Yeah. She looks like she's a, she's bringing everybody together. Um, the scene when she's in the tunnel, like where Mace and Diddy were in, uh, <laughs> in Mo Money, Mo Problems, right? Um, when when she's there and she's in the, what's it, uh, the TIE Fighter mm-hmm. uniform, that was fantastic. I haven't seen a lot of stuff that she's in, personally. No. She's a, a newer name to me. I think the first time I, I knew her, and I've probably seen her in other stuff, but just didn't realize it was her. Was when I saw her in Amazing Spider-Man uh, 2. And I was one of my favorite cartoons, if you're backtracking the last episode. Um, and so, she was in The Theory of Everything. You said you liked that. Oh, yeah, with um, with uh, New Scamander. Yep. Or Newton Sandman, as you would Newton like to Sandman. call him. Um, so, yeah, I, I really... I'm looking forward to seeing her actually lead this, this universe, lead this story. Um, we'll move on to Gallon Urso, who's played by... Casilius himself, Mads Mikkelsen, and that is Jin Erso's father, who is a worker on the Death Star project to manipulate Kyber crystals. What's your thoughts on our boy Mads not playing a villain? Um, I like him, and I, I I've said this in the uh, Doctor Strange. I really like Mads Mikkelsen. Mm-hmm. Great in um, Casino Royale. Great in Hannibal. Great, great in Doctor, in Doctor Strange. Strange. He was he was a shining star yeah. in that movie for me. So I've always liked him, and the fact is that like he gets kidnapped. Mm-hmm. You know he gets kidnapped and forced to work on the Death Star, which is crazy. Yeah, and that's and it sounds like kind of that's why they grabbed her mm-hmm. because be like, hey, your dad that you thought was dead and missing, yeah, is actually alive, and he's on the Death Star. So it just even. More to go in and try to grab him. But don't you think that that... 
that's all well, like, it's a good plan, but my thing is, like, don't you think that that could also sabotage the the mission? It could. She gets onto the Death Star, and instead of stealing the plans, she tries to rescue her dad. You know what I mean? Thus, probably killing her dad, and injuring a member on her team, probably, because they are diverting from plans, you know what I mean? I don't know. But the next casting was Commander Orson Krennic, and that's played by Ben Mendelsohn. And he is in charge of the security of the Death Troopers. and uh, Or not security of the Death Troopers. He's the leader of the Death Troopers and security of the Death Star. The, the construction of Death Star. What's your thoughts on um, the footage that we've seen with um, Commander Orson Krennic? He's got that big white robe on. <laughs> he looks regal as shit. Yeah, he. I, I like Ben Mendelsohn. I've seen him in a couple of things. He was in The Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. Um, Doesn't he have a show on Netflix? Yeah. Is it called Bloodlines? Yep. Yeah. And, he, and he's been in a bunch of stuff. and um, I I like him. I You know, he's kind of got that kind of asshole look to him. Do you think he's going to be like Hux? General uh, I don't think he's going to be much of a pussy like Hux. He was a, he was a puppet. He was a, he Hux was, a, was a puppet. Yeah. No, I think this guy's going to be a little more cynical. Yeah, he looks like he's extremely ruthless. Now, I was reading on Wikipedia. I don't know if you've ever heard of Wikipedia. Uh, yeah, I have. the Star Wars w- Wikipedia page. Um, that Commander Orson Krennic is very good friends with Gallon Erso. So, maybe the, the, the whole kidnapping story is a rouge. Maybe Mads is a secret villain. I could be. And he's working with his buddy, Commander Orson Krennic. Now, that would be crazy, right? We'll have to see. That, that's. I think that um, there might be a little colluding between those two. Do you think he's? Do you think this is the the big bad Orson Krennic, him and Darth Vader? Yeah. Yeah. Or do you think that he kind of like he's gonna straddle line and be like, oh, I'm actually a good guy. I'm just sitting here infiltrating. No. No, he's truly a bad guy. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's fine. The next one is we've talked about this man in a lot, a lot of our episodes, and he's also in Arrival, another space movie. And his name is Forrest Whitaker. I like Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, so do I. Um, I really liked him in Southpaw. Yeah, he was really good in Southpaw. Now, he plays Saul Guerrero. <laughs> and it looks like he's an amputee, right? Does he have metal feet? Yeah. Okay. Um, and he was huge in the Clone Wars, <laughs> from what I'm reading. And he's also the leader of the Ordon- or- Orderon-, Orderon Rebels. What do you think about the, the Forrest Whitaker... You know, footage that we've seen, and including him into the, the universe. I think it's awesome. See, I love Horace Whitaker. Uh, Ghost Dog. Mm-hmm. I think he's a, he's a class actor. He's very yeah. good. And um, so when they announced it, they didn't announce his name right away. Yeah. And they just said he's going to be a known figure in the Star Wars universe. So mm-hmm. like, who the hell is he talking And they were like, oh, he's playing Saul Guerrero. I was like, who the fuck is that? Yeah, and you, you and I both made mention, even till last episode... That we are not involved in the Clone Wars. We have not watched that series. Like, I watched Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. Which they've, at one time, was going to incorporate characters from Star Wars Rebels into this. Yeah. Because it is at the same time. Now, who would they... Who's in Star Wars Rebels? Asuka? I think... Is General Grievous in Rebels? Or was he in the the episode 1, 2, 3? No, he... He's not in Rebels. Um... Is Sabine in... Sabine is the Mandalorian. Okay, okay. 
Who would they have included into the Clone uh, into well, the not, Rebels? They but, decided not to. But who do you think they would have? Since you've watched a few episodes, um, you got any ideas? Who would you have wanted to see in it? I like the character of uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Oh yeah, I love I loved him in Scooby Doo. <laughs> Um, I know you last he, summer he, and his wonderful plays, writing on the WWE. He plays he plays Kanan Jars. Kanan? Kanan, yeah. Okay. Well, do you have a picture of him? Yeah. He's actually one of he's one of the, like the last Jedi. I bet Je- you I know who you're talking about. He's like one of the last Jedi. Okay. Um Yep, yep. I know who you're talking about. And then uh also real quick, I like Star Wars Rebels because it includes Billy D. Williams. As Lando. Anything with Billy D. Williams in uh-huh. you're drinking a Colt forty five right now. So I I, I like that. Um, I, I would like Kanan in it, but they decided to leave those universes separate and not okay. include them. And so they're going with Saul Guerrero from Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Okay. Um, his look is cool. That yeah. afro is awesome. He he looks like a homeless drifter. He looks like he belongs in Book of Eli and Mad Max Fury Road instead of Star Wars Universe. Because like like part of it, he he's bald. Yeah. And that must have been like you know kind of like flashbacks. And then the current picture, you know, I guess current picture, or maybe he started off with Bald the afro and, and then head. shaved his head. But uh, he looked pretty badass. And um, I like to see, I hope he's not just kind of a, you know, five, ten minute character. I no, think. I feel like he's going to be, if they're using him to play a well-known character in the Star Wars universe, I have a feeling that they're really going to utilize his character. They don't really drop the ball on a lot of characters in the Star Wars universe. I hope not. Except for Darth Maul. I would want a little more Darth oh, Maul. Dro- Did you see that he's getting a, um, a comic, comic series? Yes. I think I'm going to get uh, issue one to put with my Ray Park picture. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah I think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to get that. Um, I'm really glad that Disney snatched Forrest Whitaker up. He's in Star Wars, as we, as we just mm-hmm. spoke. He's also in Black Panther. Um, I'm very excited for both movies, and I really like Forrest Whitaker. I even liked him when he was on uh, the very short-lived Criminal Minds spinoff. Yeah, that was good. With uh, John Constantine was in that too, mm-hmm. uh, Matt Ryan. Uh, not to be confused with Matt Ryan from the Atlanta Falcons, but I, I was a really big fan. Um, here's here's where, where it gets kind of, my pronunciation is probably going to get all screwy. Um, <laughs> Donnie Yen's character play, is uh, Shira Imwe. And he is the Blind Spiritual Warrior Monk, number one. Awesome title. Blind Spiritual Warrior Monk. And he is a true believer in the Force. Um, when I saw him on the footage, I instantly knew he was going to be one of my favorites. Um, first of all, he only carries a bow staff and a bowcaster. I heard he learned from Morgan. Yeah, yeah, I bet he did. Um... But as everyone knows, a bow staff is pretty awesome. I like Gambit, so of course, you know, having he is Gambit and fucking um, Morgan Daredevil put together. Yeah, he's a blind Gambit. So I'm very excited to see um, Donnie Yen's character. What do you think of the blind spiritual warrior monk? Uh, that scene where he just takes out all the uh... the scarab troopers. Dude, yeah. looks awesome. Yeah, and like. He's a he's a new he's a all these characters are new to us, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So, what are your expectations for him? Someone like him. I just hope he goes in and kicks some ass. But I, I feel that like in the end he'll die or something. I feel like he's gonna die too. Um, do you think he's gonna be a liability because he's blind? No. Okay. Good because he he also has a partner. 
and a best friend. I don't know if you knew that. His partner and best friend is Baze Malbius, played by Wen Jiang. And he's a freelance assassin. He's the is dude... Is the Asian guy with the dreads? With the dreads, yes. Dude, he looks... He looks badass, too. Yeah. Like, that's a team. Like, they're a power duo. That's Han and Chewie. Yeah, one... You're an Asian dude with dreadlocks. Yeah, and he's the best name. Baze Malbus. That's awesome. What do you think of him? What do you think of Baze? He looks just like a, a badass dude. Yeah, we really haven't seen a lot of... No, we of, haven't at all. There really hasn't been a lot of different footage. I mean, they've re- released, what, th- two trailers? Mm-hmm. And, like, eight or nine TV spots. But there's really been no new footage. So we're really going off of very little, right? With all these new characters. Um, having a team, the team aspect is really good because, you know, they're going to include their beliefs into the new team that they're they're going to later form with the Rebels. You know what I mean? And I feel like having somebody you can trust, especially if you're a, um, a blind man, I would imagine you would have to have somebody extremely close to you, right? I think he also looks like a complete badass. Just... Complete badass. And then there's Bodie Rook. We don't really need to talk about him. His name is uh, Rise Ahmad. That's the the guy who's playing him. And he's just a pilot. Nothing special about Bodie Rook. Um, But then you have K2SO. And that is played by Alan Tudyk. Who stars in everything. You said he's in Moana. He's in Frozen. He's, Zootopia. He's in Zootopia. Big he's Hero on. Uh, yeah, he's in everything. He's in Young Justice. Alan Tudyk is one of the premier voice actors now. You you probably know him from uh, Firefly, right? Uh, or Con Man. You ever see Con Man? No. It's on. I think it's on like uh, Crackle or Con TV or something like that. But he plays K two S O, which is a former Enforcer droid, and now is a a rebel. I read an article that said that in every scene that K2SO's in, he steals it. He steals the whole entire scene. What's your thoughts on a new droid? Well, I first one was Alan Tudyk mm-hmm. when it was announced. There was rumors that he could be Cade Bane. Okay. And Cade Bane is a character from Clone Wars who is a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that'd be awesome. Because I showed you his look, right? Yeah, yeah. Like a cowboy kind of Blue face. I don't know if I would want a cowboy in, in this type of movie. Well, he's not a cowboy. Space man. cowboy. I've seen enough cowboys and aliens footage <laughs> that I don't want cowboys in my space movie. So I thought it was really... And then it came out that he was this K2SO. Um, and, you know, it's alright. I mean, he's a big-ass robot, though. Big droid, yeah. And uh, did you see the Nissan Rogue commercials? No. Um, I fast. I watch everything on DVR, so I fast-forward those commercials. I've seen it last night at the bar. That's the only reason I know. They, uh... Nissan and the Nissan Rogue is the official car of... Yeah, well, I get it. Yeah, like, like the Jeep was the official car of BBS. Yeah. yeah. So this... And then they did a commercial where this car is driving through and all. Star Wars. And then all of a sudden there's a person slamming the brakes and K2S just kind of walks down the out of the street. Well, he's he's a very blunt character is what I've, I've been getting. Like, they ask a lot of questions and he's like, oh, one of us is probably going to die here. You know what I mean? But the the thing that I like about him is that he's a former enforcer droid for the Republic. You know what I mean? So maybe he has secret like information that they need to uncrack. Maybe he steals the scenes 
like a BB-8. Do you think that he's going to be up there with the BB-8s? I think they're a little more so because he talks. Yeah. Like, BB-8 was just kind of... You know, BB-8 was cool. Is he cooler than C-3PO? K-2SO? If he fights, that would be awesome. I feel like he's an enforcer droid. Of course yeah. he's going to fight. He's yeah. probably got a gun. That'd be pretty so awesome. So then, yeah, because... I think C-3PO's... He's a, he was a little bitch. Tin Man. Tin, he's the Tin Man of the Star Wars universe. Really doesn't pull his weight. Neil McDonough in the Tin Man. <laughs> <laughs> Saw that at the, show, the store today. Alright, so K2SO, I said, was uh, reprogrammed. And now he is, he's a rebel. He's with the rebels. And another main character um, is Captain Cassian Andor. And he's played by Diego Luna. Uh, Luna. What do you think about the inclusion of, of this guy, you know, you've seen him in the footage. He's gotten a lot of love because he's the, he's a captain. He's got to be the leader of yeah. this team. I mean, I don't still know too much about him. Yeah. Uh, but I've seen stuff with Diego Luna in it, so, mm-hmm. you know, he's not a bad actor. No. So, um, I like it's a very diverse cast. Yeah, oh yeah. That's a, you know what I mean? The, all different nationalities, which is really cool. Um, that the original Star Wars really didn't have and they nobody can say that this movie's whitewashed no not at all no um I think there's what like I think I've seen like five white people in the whole movie which is a beautiful thing for diversity for diversification that's a word right if it isn't I just created one um I kind of see Captain Cassie and Andor and Jyn Erso having a little conflict you know what I mean because from the footage I've seen it looks like Jin's leading it, mm-hmm. but he's a captain. You don't play second fiddle to another captain. Yeah. I- I'm kind of curious about that. Um, Genevieve O'Brien is another casting, and she plays Mon Mothma, who's a politician, leader of the Alliance to restore the Republic, and, fun fact, she was on the Loyalist Committee for uh, Palpatine. Really? Yeah, so do you think, with her inclusion, do you think we see... Palpatine? I would love Palpatine. That'd be really cool, right? Yeah. Um, from what I was reading, she was part of, like, when he was a senator, right? Back in mm-hmm. the first episodes. Um, and, like, the, um, th- number-wise, like, one, two, and three, numerically. Um, he was, she was with him. And she looks like she's playing a good guy in this movie. But I don't trust the politician. Do you trust Mon Mothma? Or do you think she's gonna turn on Jyn Erso? I don't really know about much about her, but I... If she's got ties with Palpatine, there's a... Yeah, she's shady. Yeah, she's going to definitely be shady. She... I don't know. I feel... When I saw her, I thought that she was going to be with Orson Krennic. I thought she was going to be part of that group. But I'm kind of kind of curious to see where they go with her, because there's got to be a background player as a villain, too. You just can't have Darth Vader and... Krennic up front and not have anybody in the background. You know what I mean? I don't know. There's always got to be an infiltrator for for this. But, you know, we, we talked about Jyn Erso becoming the leader of this movie and Felicity Jones, right? Felicity Jones is now the face of Rogue One. And we saw Daisy Ridley became the face of Star Wars Episode Seven. What is What is your thoughts of... Like, are you in favor of the Star Wars universe becoming more female-driven? Um, before you start on that, there was okay. a character that you did not bring up. Uh, your boy Warwick Davis? 
I was gonna get to him. Okay, never mind. I'm sorry. They did don't you, have a character name for him yet. Did you see what he looked like? Yeah. Saw him in the last one. He's a CGI character. With a little... It was like a pig with a cannon. With the, uh... He's fur, fur. Yeah. A little furry pig with a cannon. I wasn't sure... Oh, was, yeah, don't worry. I got you. But what are, what's your... Are you in favor for Star Wars now moving towards a female-driven universe? Uh, I'm fine with it, as long as the story's good. Yeah. I don't care if it's male, if it's female... Or if it's Wookiee. I don't care. It's if the story is good and makes sense and can continue on to be a good story and franchise, I'm fine with it. Yeah, do you think it's gonna lose fans? No. You think because like think about it. There there are a lot of trolls out there, right? So you get a lot of people who are purist, I guess, and narrow minded people. And I'll call them trolls. Um, that don't want, they don't care about diversity, they don't care about um, feminism, stuff like that, they don't care about equality, and they want their movies to be the way that they see it, right? Do you think they're going to walk away from this and be like, I don't fuck, fuck Star Wars, I'm going to go somewhere else? No, I don't think so. I hope not. Because I think it's a great thing, you know, Daisy Ridley completely crushed it as Rey. Yep. Um, she really, they didn't turn her into a love interest, although... Maybe further down the line, her and Finn get it together. That would piss me off. Um, but I feel like Felicity Jones' character, there's there's not going to be anything sexy about her. You know what I mean? I feel like they're just going they're turning her into a warrior, and she's not gonna like, she's not gonna be rocking like a Lara Croft outfit or a Slave Lay outfit. You know what I mean? They're, I think they've moved past that where she's gonna be badass. She's gonna infiltrate. She's a she's a former sergeant in the Alliance. You know what I mean? You don't have, you don't put a sergeant in the movie for her to be a sex symbol, in my opinion. You agree? Oh, I I totally agree. Like she's a good looking woman, but you don't see her in like sexy outfits. She's, you know, halftime wearing black and yeah. coats and stuff like that. And so no, I don't. But you know, I I agree. Like don't push the sex thing. Let yeah. the let the character driven and drives, you know, make the story. Not, not oh, she's a sexy thing. Yeah, I agree. Um, which which new characters, Al, the ones that we really talked about, are the most intriguing to you? Which ones kind of get your I head I think Saul Okay. Because um, I love Forrest Whitaker and I, I just want to see more of him. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, I know he's Clone Wars and I know a little bit about him, but... No, I th- I think it would be really intriguing to see what he brings to the table. Do you think that he could be the undergrounding bag, like underlying bad guy, like where he like listen? This is and Star Wars fans are probably like, oh my god, this this guy knows nothing about the Clone Wars, and I've openly stated I know nothing about the Clone Wars. Do you think that he might be somebody who? I mean, he's a drifter, right? Normally, you don't trust drifters. No. You know what I mean? You pick up a hitchhiker, more than likely you're going to get killed. Um, so this guy comes in, he drifts in, and he's got robot legs, got metal feet, and he looks weathered and dirty and straight up homeless, right? Can, can you really trust somebody like that? With a mission to steal the plans of the Death Star? I don't know. I mean, I don't know, like I said, I don't know a whole lot about his background in the Clone Wars, but... If he says he, you know, if he's trying to bring stuff to the table, you really, you got no choice. 
got no choice to trust him. You know what I mean? Like they're in a rock and a hard place right now with that Death Star. So yeah, and I feel like if you if you look at the the piecing of the team, you have an assassin in in Baze Malbus, and you have his his blind friend with Sherut MV, who are but they're both my intriguing characters because I just just their look in general kind of has me scratching my head. But like you're the main person you got to control this. Whether her dad's in jail or like her, her dad's working for Darth Vader, or she just truly wants to help, she's a criminal. Yeah, like she's a criminal. Like I don't know how you can paint that in a positive light. Like she's not Robin Hood, where she's stealing and giving to the poor. In my opinion, I, I mean I haven't seen the movie yet, but I don't think that's what she's doing. I feel like she's just a straight up criminal. And then you have assassins and the spiritual warrior, and you know, and I don't know what. You know, you have a captain, but you also have a a former Republican Republic droid. Mm-hmm. You don't know how easily, like they can just get him and re- reprogram him, and he can spill the beans for everything. So, a part of me wants to trust Saul Guerrero a hundred percent, but a part of me doesn't want to either because I feel like you can never trust a drifter, and maybe this guy is gonna turn bad, or they're gonna take their civil liberties with character development and say, you know what. Let's turn, you know, he's huge in Clone Wars because he's a good guy, now he's a bad guy. I don't know, maybe he's a, a Sith. Half half robot Sith. Never know. Um, we're going to, in in some of the footage that we've seen, right, we've seen some mechanical things that are, uh, I guess, vehicles, if you will, that are familiar to us from the previous Star Wars movies. Uh, we've also seen a, a character, I don't know if you spotted him in the footage, uh, Plucon from... Uh, He's like the one of the assassins for Jabba. He's got like the. He's like tannish. He's got the metal mouth. Mm, no, I he's fu- he's fighting on the beach. Um, he's in, I've seen him in it. Um, what older St- Star Wars characters and beasts and vehicles and whatnot are you are you looking forward to seeing in this movie? Being um, that it's from a time where New Hope was going on. I mean the Adats. Yeah, that that scene is my favorite. The the Adad scene in the they're like in the desert mm-hmm. area, and then also huge contribution that we did not talk about, Darth Vader. Yep, we're getting to him. Um, but I mean, but uh, yeah. So I, I'd like to see. I mean, I'm not sure what other characters we'll see yet, but like we definitely seen footage of the Adats, which yeah is amazing. Now, I see, you know, with, with the in- introduction of the Adats, you know, with reintroduction, you had a character like Plucon, who who's one of the, the main assassins, or mercenaries, if you will. Um, I wonder if we're going to see Bosk and Greedo and, and, you know, some more Mandalorians, stuff of that nature. Well, Greedo might be dead by this time. I never know. Really? I don't know. He might still be around. But Bosk, too. Like, Bosk got a short scene... It'd be really cool to see him in there as well. Yeah. Um, I'd also like to see more creatures, kind of like the Rancor. Um, they're not. I don't think they're going to go to uh, Hoth, so we won't see like Tauntauns and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but what is the thing? I slipped my mind. What's the thing on that the uh, the Tusken Raiders ride? What are they called? Bantus. Bantus. I'd like to see more some more Bantus and Ewoks. Of course, I want to see Ewoks, but it's not going to be Warwick Davis as an Ewok because he's playing a. Uh, Oh, good. He's Furry be, pig person. He'd be doing triple Double work. duty. He's old, though, man. He's like 60s. <laughs> Can't be putting him in a lot, ton of prosthetics. I don't know. Do you think we see any other familiar characters that we haven't seen in any of the footage? See, I would really like if they had 
Because they kind of go back and maybe I would. It's never gonna happen, but I would really like to see like the Luke and Leia, but like doing a old, like a younger version of them with CGI. Yeah. Kind of like you know, not a whole lot, but like oh, we have a team ready to go in, and shows them at the very end planning to move on, and they could do something like what they did with Robert Downey Jr. in Civil War. You know, a lot of people don't like that. The I thought it, it, if it's done right, it's done right. Because, you know, you saw it with, like you said, with Civil War with Robert Downey Jr., but also an Ant-Man with Michael Douglas. Mm-hmm. And it was cool. It, it's really cool. Like, it, stay, it stays true to the character. Yeah, they're not getting some actor that kind of looks like him yeah. 30 years ago. No, it's him. Yeah, it's just him in arc, like archive footage or yeah. CGI, as you will. Um, what Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but... Wasn't Leia already aboard the Death Star before they blew, before they stole the plans, right? She was on at one point, yeah. Yeah, so what if we do see a cameo from a young Leia? That'd be appropriate, right? Yeah. It's not, not like force-feeding you characters mm-hmm. that you're familiar with, but story-wise, she was there. Luke wasn't there. He was on um, Tatooine, right? Yeah. He was Tatooine, and then... And, just... and Han was trying to work with Billy D. Do you think we see Lando? Well, no. Billy D was not introduced in episode... Uh, he, he was in um, Jedi. Yeah. Do you think we see Lando, though? Like, driving around in the Millennium Falcon before he gives it to Han? See, I don't think they will because of what they're doing in the, yeah. the next movie. It'd be really cool if Donald Glover got a... That was his first scene. It would. And it was a silent, leak, silent but... casting. Like, he just got it. Like, but what if it was a silent casting? Like they had it. And he's the, known it for a year. Yeah. He, listen, they still haven't revealed his uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming trail um, character. Yeah. And that trailer's coming out with this movie. Oh, I can't wait. So, and that's been over a year that he's been casted for that. So you never know. Hollywood's a tricky place. Um, speaking of the footage, I, I wanted. I went on IMDb right, and I I checked for the cast members, and this isn't going to spoil anything, but there is a returning member, a returning character from multiple Star Wars episodes and that's Jimmy Smith's. He's gonna be in it. And that he plays Leia's dad, right? Yes. So As, uh, General Organa. Yeah. And he uh he adopted Leia after After um, Vader and Padma. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's in it. Did you know he was in it? Yes I did. Okay good. I didn't want to I'm glad I didn't spoil it, but if, if I spoiled it for anybody, you're gonna get to see a little Jimmy Smith action. And I don't think he's done anything since, what was he on NYPD Blue? Was he in that? Hey, he was in Sons of Anarchy for a while. I didn't watch that show. Is it worth watching? I liked it. That's like 150 episodes, right? Yeah. But... I don't got time for that. Ain't, ain't nobody got time for that. Um, what are your thoughts on the footage? Like I said, there's two or three trailers and maybe eight or nine TV spots of the same footage. What, what's your thoughts? I love it. As I said, one of my favorite scenes is the Adat yeah, was, in the desert. That's what stuck out to me as well. Um, and... The new characters looked really cool. The new, um, the new troopers that we'll talk about in a minute, uh, they looked really neat. So the whole, a lot of the footage looks cool, and and I'm excited. And I, I really, something we didn't touch on. I really like the director. Yeah, Gareth Edwards. Gareth, who did uh, Godzilla. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, I think he, from what we've seen, did is doing a pretty good job. Yeah, I, you know. Listen, Godzilla was a masterpiece. 
I loved it. Um, it was visually stimulating. Um, the story was good. It had a lot of really darker tones that was uh, that I enjoyed. So I, I can imagine that this is what we're going to see too. A very beautifully done picture with heavy character development and a good story and a pretty straight up tone. Uh, that's a, a good analogy for it, but I, I think that would be a good idea. Um, good. The one thing I really like about Gareth Edwards is he is a true fan. Because I went to Disney World in May, and they had, um, they were already starting to promote Rogue One. And they were, uh, had an exclusive mini-movie about the making of Rogue One. And they were talking about the different, uh, they had different producers and actors, and they had Garth Edwards on there. And he was so on board and fascinated with the whole Star Wars thing, and... You could tell he was really into the story yeah. and into the world. That makes it... Okay, you know this guy's going to put 100% of him into this. I feel like you have to want to put 100% into it. Now, was he... This wasn't the one that Josh Trank was um, um, signed to, right? No, I think he was going to do an episode. Episode 8, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? And... He, one of the lines he said, and I'm not saying it verbatim, but he said, I wish I knew as an eight-year-old loving Star Wars that I was going to direct a Star Wars movie one day because I would have prepared my entire life for it. Yeah, I, f I feel like a lot of people in Hollywood would kill to have a a chance to do Star Wars, and but not everybody is a fan of Star to Wars. To put a Star Wars on your resume? Yeah, but also, like... To be a fan of Star yeah. Wars and get Star Wars. You've had, from childhood, from the first time you saw a Star Wars movie, up until now, to create your own world. What characters you want, what world you want to be set on, what what the tone is, and so on. So, you know, you could, like, they could have got Peter Jackson. And maybe Peter Jackson knows nothing about Star Wars. It would have been a great movie, but it wouldn't be as authentic as somebody like a Gareth Edwards who really truly cares about the, the, the title and the topic and the, the universe. Um, my thoughts on the footage are I feel like I really haven't seen a lot of footage. Um, and we've, we've... Yeah, they haven't showed a whole lot. I know. We, we've talked about this in before. This is a beautiful thing that Disney does. Um, you know, when, when Batman vs. Superman came out, we saw the entire movie in the trailers. Um, and that's a movie that, again two trailers and maybe three or four TV spots would have sufficed because it's a movie that everybody wants to see. Batman fighting Superman. The title itself says it, right? There, there are very few titles that can really generate a lot of buzz that people are like, oh, I really don't need to see a lot of trailers for. And a, a DC Comics movie, a Marvel Comics movie, Star Wars, right? Or a Disney movie. You, you know, they say Disney, they sign up, they love it. Um, with this... You know, I've seen a few scenes, um, a lot of the same scenes from different angles. The Adat scene is amazing. Um, I, I made mention to the, the scene where Jen Erso is in the, the tunnel, in the TIE fighter garb. That's awesome. Uh, you, you know, you see in Imperial Death Ships, you see new characters, old, uh, new characters. You see the newest footage was the one with Warwick Davis' character. But one of the scenes that really sticks out to me is the inclusion of Darth Vader. 
Um, what are your thoughts on, you know, our boy uh, Darth rejoining the universe? Oh, I'm pumped. Because he's one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. Ever. And the fact that they're bringing James Earl Jones back. Yeah. I mean, that's Darth Vader. You can't bring in... And I'm sure they could get someone and do, yeah. you know, some... It could have been the guy from uh, 24 and the Allstate commercials. Dennis Ainsbert. Yeah, he's got a deep-ass voice. They could have got him. But, I mean, now with the technology, I, me and you could... Well, I have, a, I have a deep voice. I feel like I could have done it. But, like, you know, I'm sure they could have technology to make it sound like... Oh, absolutely. But, like, the fact that they're getting James Earl Jones is huge. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm pumped. And I, and I heard there was rumors that there, it was going to be Hayden Christensen underneath... But I don't think that ever happened. That would be cool. I like that. Um, I feel like the inclusion of James Earl Jones is is the talking point because it just keeps the character true. It goes back to when you were saying, you know, you want if we see younger characters, younger versions of older characters, you know, it to do the CGI to keep it authentic, not just somebody who looks like it. Mm-hmm. True Star Wars fans are going to tell the difference between a Dennis Hainsworth and James Earl Jones. Hainsburg. Hainsburg. Berg? Bert. Bert. Hainsburg. Worth. Sturt. Dennis I don't Hainsburg. care. Hainsburg. Guy from 24. Um, and James Earl Jones. Having those two... Yeah, they both have deep voices, but you know James Earl Jones' yeah. voice. Um, I don't even... I don't even know his name. I just call him the dude from 24. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I know James Earl Jones. So having... The man who made Darth Vader as iconic as he possibly was, continue to play Darth Vader even in his later years, is, is fantastic. But just you know the scenes with Darth Vader and just him walking down the, the hallway, the doors open and he, he emerges and you're just like, oh man, shit's gonna hit the fan. Just having having someone like a Darth Vader in the world uh, again is fantastic, and people are gonna be like, ooh, who's this guy? New fans. New fans are like, who's this guy? But if you like, if you're a new fan, and you don't know who Darth Vader is. Like, you must be living under a rock because my boy is iconic. Do you think that he he's gonna get a lot of love, or do you think it's just gonna be him walking down the hallway? I don't think he's gonna get a lot. I don't think he's gonna be a main character. But I think he's gonna be in it. Do you think he should be a main character? Um, I don't know. I, I could see him about twenty minutes worth. Okay. Do you think we see any of the force? Because to this point, nobody has been cast, and from what, what I've mentioned, made mention to, um, are members of the Force, practicers of the Force, right? There's no Jedis in this movie. There's a Sith, Sith Lord, with Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Do you think we see the Force being used? I mean, you know, Chirut Imani, or Inve, or Inve, I don't know how to pronounce his name, is a believer in the Force. So there's going to be acknowledgement of it, but do you think that it's still going to be kind of like a mythos? Or do you think that we do see some unknown Jedis? I like to see some different Jedis. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, unknown Jedis that we've never seen before come out. And, I don't know. I think it'd be pretty cool. What if they they pepper in that guy from uh, Rebels? I, I Just wouldn't. training. And like, oh, like... They don't make mention to his name, but you see him, and it kind of looks just like him. You're like, oh, maybe that's... Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, what's his name, Cade? Uh, yeah, Kane. Kane? Kanan. See, I was listening. Just didn't get the name right. Um, I would like to see more Jedis. I'd like to see Darth Vader use the Force, though. Oh, yeah. That's gonna happen. He's gonna get mad if someone choke and him out. And Force choke the shit out of him. I'd like to see that, and I'd like to see a lightsaber. 
Okay. They're working with Kyber crystals. He's got to have a lightsaber. It's not new technology in, in this. They've, they've, Yoda's had a lightsaber forever. And Yoda's hundreds of years old. So th there definitely has to be some, some Jedi action for me. Or some Force action. I don't know. Um, what do you think of... You may mention, and I may mention, to new characters like the Death Troopers and the Scarif Troopers. What do you think of those two, like design-wise? The Death Troopers are awesome looking. Yeah. I mean, the all-black... And someone had, like, the green eye, like, mm -hmm. um... Yeah, they all had the green visors. Yeah. That's... That's a strong look. Is it the best troopers to date? Yeah. You, you like them better than the traditional stormtroopers? I mean, the stormtroopers are iconic and classic, because everyone knows what stormtroopers Yeah. But, I think this is a very awesome new take on a classic look. Yeah, and you have, like... They're not sand troopers, so like when you have sand troopers, they are sand troopers stick tri space uh, basically to the the deserts, the sandy areas. Your snow troopers, they stay to the snow. Storm troopers are your 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 military men, right? Death troopers, they are characters that have to be like the best of the best. Like Navy SEAL. These yeah, these are your Navy SEALs. Like they're if. They're your Marine Corps, right? These are the people that are not going to miss. Where we see the Stormtroopers, they miss all the time. That was the thing in, like, the first movies. Like, they didn't hit anything. They couldn't hit a barn. The, I feel like these guys are going to really bring death. And when, when they set foot on a planet, the people of that planet know that someone's going to die. Whether it's one, one person or the entire village. I feel like that's um, that's gonna happen. The Scarab Troopers are really cool too. Um, they kind of resemble a new look of the Stormtroopers. Like they're that kind of like brown and white, like sandy looking. Yeah. Um, kind of. They look like Desert Troopers almost. Yeah, and I feel like don't they wear like little scarves? Mm, I don't know. Maybe I saw them. Maybe there's this movie has a lot of scarves in it. Jin's wearing one. Um, Cassie and Andor has one. Um, but I think the Scarab Troopers are going to be, I, I don't know what they're going to be. I think they're just, just going to, they're going to be badass too, but not as badass as the Death Troopers. Do you think there's going to be like a secret Death Trooper who has like a weapon like we saw in Force Awakens? The traitor one where yeah. he whips out the fucking stun gun club? Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be really, really cool. Whips out like a battle axe. What about a Kyber Crystal battle axe? Can you imagine? That'd be awesome. That would be really awesome. Alright, so do you think that this is here are the this is the big question. Do you think that this installment of the Star Wars saga is good or bad for the franchise? I think it's good. Because it gives a fresh look and a fresh take on kind of a new story. I mean it's it's a new story, but it's not a new story. You know what I mean? Like it's a thing that they brought up before. But it's a wholly different take, and I, I think it's very good because it, it it branches out. Yeah, like, we know the story. We know that there was a mission, mm -hmm. but we don't know the story in detail. We yeah. know of a story, but not the story in detail. I feel like this, yeah, it's going to branch out. It's going to, and it could set up a whole nother story. Maybe that the Rogue One team makes it back in one piece, minus, maybe minus one or two people, right? Maybe the... Maybe there's a Rogue One sequel. Or do you think this is one and done? Do we, do I we see Jyn or so anymore? I think it's one and done. Okay. I mean, they... 
I heard it's a complete rumor mm-hmm. that uh, she could be Ray's mom. Okay. Because technically Ray would have been born 15 years after this movie. Okay, so let's peg her at 20 in the in this movie. She has Ray at 35. I mean, it can happen. But this is probably the last time we're going to see Felicity Jones in the Star Wars universe, right? Yeah. Unless they... I mean, they have nothing... Unless they older her up. I mean, of course, again, they didn't plan it, but... They have Star Wars movies lined up to 2020. Okay, so you're bringing that up. What happens if this is a dud? I don't think it's going to be a dud. I think this is going to be a blockbuster. I don't think it's going to do as well as Force Awakens. No, 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 because this is, it's a whole new story. Yeah. Um, What if this is a dud? Hypothetically, this turns out to be a dud. Do we get those movies in the pipeline? Well, we definitely... Besides Han Solo, do they give up on the Boba Fett, Michael B. Jordan movie yet? That's been rumored? Well, that's rumored. The the 2020 movie, because like I said, they have everything in movies lined up, so this is your 2016 movie. 2017 is going to be episode, episode 8. eight. Uh, 18 is Han the Solo. Han Solo movie, which is being casted, so that's already... And 19 is... Is episode 9. And 20 is, even though it's slated has not been said what it is yet. Okay. So, um, I mean, I'm sure we're going to hear some soon. I don't think we'll hear anything until after episode 8. I think we'll hear what it is. I, well, yeah, I'd hope so. But, you know, they're not going to do any casting for at least another year and a half. If this is a dud, 2020 doesn't happen. I, don't, I think episode 9 will be, be the end. I don't think this is going to be a dud. I no. think this is going to be huge. Um... I think it'll be on par with, like, as far as money-wise, probably, like, a Suicide Squad. I think it'll do better than that. You think it'll do better than Civil War? It's possible. I don't think it's going to do... It's not a billion-dollar movie. No. Star Wars Force Awakens didn't make a billion, did it? Yeah. I it, think it did. did it t- it might have took a while, then. It, I think it finally did. No yeah. movie No movie didn't make a billion? Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> I like it made a million. You're right. Um, you made mention to the Han Solo movie, and we'll briefly talk about it right now. Uh, you texted me last night that Amelia Clark has been casted. Yes. What are, what are your thoughts on that, buddy? Uh, that's all. I love her. Mm-hmm. She was great as Daenerys. First Disney nude scene? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. It would be great. Um, not gonna happen. I know. Real quick. Whoa. Star Wars grossed. $1.8 billion. Alright, well let's get back to this, Mr. Hold On. You, you were really excited about it. Tell me why you're excited about Amelia Clark getting cast. Because it's, you know, it's a, it's a familiar face. When they were talking about the female lead, she wasn't even in the running at all. Um, there was a couple chicks that I don't even know who they were. They probably thought they couldn't get her. But she she's a, and she's a popular star in the Game of Thrones, so she's going to bring... A lot of the uh, Game of Thrones fans. Now, you're speaking of Game of Thrones, and that's why I wanted to ask you about this. She's casting this this big movie. It's going to involve a lot of time. What's that say about Daenerys? You know... I mean... Could... could, Now, listen, the books aren't written yet. So, could this be the end of Daenerys? 
I mean, how oh. how many more seasons they got? They have two seasons left. They still have to film both seasons. They filmed the season that's coming out next. No, they haven't. They're they're filming parts of it now, but not they haven't completed it. And if this movie comes out in 2018, they're going to start shooting it soon. I mean, maybe they start her scene to start shooting when she's done her Game of Thrones for this season, and then oh, man, she's, she's done the movie by the time they start. She's the female the lead. Wouldn't you want her on set a lot? It's worrisome for a Game of Thrones fan. I just thought about it. It's worrisome. Um, I don't see them killing Daenerys. Like, how the fuck do you no. kill Daenerys? And I swear to God, if it's via paper cut like Khal Drago, I will not watch. I'll burn all his books in front of his <laughs> yeah, house. I will. Paper. I'll find. I think he lives in New Jersey. I'll find his house and I'll just burn it. I know George R. R. Martin's from New Jersey, so I might just light that on fire. We also talked about. We talked about it in the Geek Gallery, but Lando, man, he was cast Donald Glover. Donald Glover. This, I know the the supporting cast. I don't even remember who's playing Han Solo. It's like Aldrin, Alden. Eden Emmerich. Okay, I was going to call him Alden Eckwright. So at least I was close, right? I might be wrong on that, but... It's A.E., right? Yeah. Alright, so... That... I'm more excited for that. I'm looking forward to that because I'm so glad that they got Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian, personally. Because uh, when it when someone threw it out there to the masses, like, Donald Glover, and we're like, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Because we were all like, oh, it's going to be Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, oh my god. He's going to be Boba Fett, I'm telling you. That's the big rumor that he's going to be Boba Fett. No. We don't know what Boba Fett looks like under his helmet. Yeah, we do. No, we know what Jango Fett looks like, don't we? His son, Boba. Yeah, that's true. But do those movies count anymore? Yeah, they count. They kind of wipe them clean. Nah. I think so. Well, Mom Moth was in this one. That's true. Oh my god, did we see Jar Jar? Did we see Jar Jar? God, no, I hope not. I hope so. But, but think about this. Two characters. Mon Mantha. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Smits. And General Ortega. Ortega. Organa. General Ortega making nachos <laughs> and guacamole. General Organa are in this. So okay. yeah, they're not, they're not wiping it clean. Because it's two characters from the prequels that are in this. Okay, so that opens it up. So that opens for... up. Darth Vader. Well, not Darth Vader. For Darth Maul. Maybe he comes back. That'd be all, Well, he's dead. Well, maybe he gets resurrected. Well, um, in in Rebels, he is resurrected. So maybe he gets resurrected. And his his uh, confidant is Drugger Binks. Also resurrected. And now, Technically, he never died. And he looks like Avatar. He's blue now. <laughs> and they travel to Pandora. It's all connected. That's how Avatar works with Disney now. It's part of the Star Wars universe. They're going to go to Pandora to 2020 Star Wars Avatar Wars. <laughs> you love it. I won't see it. I can tell you that. <laughs> All right. Now, speaking of 2020, you get the job to work for Star Wars, work for Disney and Lucasfilms to create the 2020 Star Wars movie story. What is it? Who's directing it? And who would be your leads? Uh, Mandalorian movie. Okay. Uh, not necessarily about Boba. Okay. But I like like the underbelly, like that kind of uh, assassin kind of type. You know what I mean? Um, that would be really really neat. I'd I'd like to see that. Uh, minus Michael B. Jordan. He's gonna be in it. He's already attached. 
No. <laughs> not if I'm on I'm in charge. Okay. Um, directing it. I don't know. I mean, there's so many directors out there. I would like to give a guy, like, not a huge print name, like, like a Gareth Edwards. Okay. Who's, you know, not super well-known. So maybe like a James Wan? Maybe. Uh, but he, I mean, he's WB loyal, though. Yeah. So, um, and then uh, Ryan Johnson is doing uh, episode nine. Yep. Or episode eight. Episode eight, yes. And he and he's kind of a you know he's done nothing. He did like Looper and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to give a guy a chance like that. Like I don't want like a big name director. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not an Angley. No. That movie no. would be so friggin' awful. Do you see what his new movie looks like? Looks stupid. It's that. Uh, I mean, I get the story, and and I like that. It's the yeah, Billy Long or Billy Long, uh, Billy something's long walk. Yeah, long halftime walk. It got Vin Diesel in it and Kristen Stewart. And you know what? I I like you know about the military guy coming back. Yeah, and I like the story. I just don't like Angley's visions. You mean like Brokeback Mountain? I didn't. I hated it. I didn't see Life of Pi. Life of Pi. I didn't like. I didn't look. Definitely did not like Hulk. Come on. It looked like Green Jose Canseco. That movie was so bad. It was like where the screens cut into each other. It's picture in picture. I did not like it. So would you get Josh Trank to... <laughs> what about Tarantino? I... No. No. M. Night Shyamalan. It was all a twist. Out of the three... It was all the, a out of the three that you just mentioned, I'd rather have him. M. Night Shyamalan. Than Trank. And... Oh. Trank... I wouldn't give Sh- Trank... Direct. Listen, he made a great sci-fi movie out of Fantastic Four. I'll give him that. Yeah, a great... He ruined a great franchise, great group of characters, but as far as a sci-fi movie, he did a great job. So, you know, I take it with a grain of salt. But I think that out of those three, I think Josh Trank would be better than Tarantino and... Um, no. And Shyamalan. I think so. And he was already attached to one. He was. That's crazy. And they fucking gave him the boot. <laughs> they saw Fantastic Four and that was it. Well, they they said it was rumors they gave him the boot because of his actions. Well, yeah, he was. He almost fought his lead. That and he destroyed a house that they gave him. Yeah, it's crazy. Speaking of leads, who would be your lead? Hmm. I don't know. That's tough because. If you kind of go from what Boba was in Clone Wars... You said it wasn't Boba. It was Boba. But you said that you weren't going to focus on Boba in this movie. But, I mean, if I use Boba... Okay. But I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe a new character. Like, I I would like to incorporate, like, Bosk. Okay. And stuff like that. But he was a Mandalorian? No, but he was a... But I'm not only just Mandalorian... Are you talking, like, a, a Mercs movie? Yeah. Okay. But, like, Mandalorian's involved in it. You know what I mean? Like, just a... Like, a crime underbelly kind of... You know, have okay. Jabba in it. Okay, so like an like an outlaw movie. Yeah, kind of. Where Lobo makes an appearance. Lobo would fit that universe. He would. Minus the motorcycle. Yeah. Okay, so you don't have a director or any leads. No, because I'm not. You know, I don't really know this. I didn't really like make a story up. I just think it would be cool the concept. Okay. Well, here's my story that and I I'm made. I'm sure up. you like totally um, blew me out of the water. I want a. A Jedi Academy movie That'd be awesome. where, you know, it was hinted at in episode seven 
where Kylo was part of it, right? Mm. And he was taken away, and he led. By, he was led by a Sith. I'd like to see that storyline. I want Mark Hamill attached to it because he's in charge of them. I'd like to see what happened. But I'd also like to include lesser-known actors, kind of like some of the kids from Stranger Things. Like maybe uh, Bobby or Millie Bobby Brown as like one of the first female Jedis. And then you take maybe I would like a Stephen Amell in it. I'd like to see him in the the Star Wars universe as a Jedi. He, uh, he would love He's it. a big fan of um, lightsabers. Um, another person I'd really like to see is Sebastian Stan in it as well, given that he looks like a younger Luke, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, exactly. Like if, they, if they did a prequel to a Luke Skywalker movie, it would be great with him. But I would, if, we, if we do that, I have two people I would kind of like to be attached to it. Um, either James Gunn, because I feel like he would take the role with pride and also too though, but would it be kind of him pigeonhole because he did Guardians of the Galaxy, so it's kind of like. But, you kind of get the, he knows the universe, right? So he's done a space movie. He knows what works and what doesn't work. You know what I mean? My other one does space movies too. And that's Luke Besson. Yeah, I don't see Luke Besson kind of. Oh, I can see it. He gets to make weird creatures. Star Wars is not a serious universe. You know what I mean? So there is going to be comedy in it, and it's going to be kind of quirky. So this is, you know, having the Jedi Academy, I mean, you can even get the Russos to do it. and they. I was thinking that. But they like, would kill it. I was thinking somebody, like, these guys are now, they, they have bigger movies, like with, you know, with Lucy and Guardians of the Galaxies. But I think that they would stay, they love that type of storyline where, yes, it's a space movie, but it could also be kind of like a military movie as well because you're working at a Jedi Academy. Um, that, that's kind of what I like. I, I would like to see maybe like a... Um, what's his name? Shit. Ty Sheridan in it too because I know X-Men is getting booted. Um, and you could take half of fucking Game of Thrones to be in it too. Yeah. Kit Harrington, Richard Madden. Sophie Turner. Um, yeah, just... But my, my main ones would be like Stephen Amell... Um, for like an older, like the older guys, like the you always have to have like your expert students, right, in the Jedi Academy, or like or other teachers. So like maybe a, a Stephen Amell would be an expert student, Sebastian Stan would be another teacher, and then Bobby Millie or Millie Bobby Brown would be a recruit who just joins in, and maybe that's um, Kylo's sister. And you could even get um, the what was his name, um, Finn Wolfhard from um, Stranger Things as well. To be a young Kylo, because they kind of resemble each other. Who is the the main kid and the main Mike. boy? No, Mike didn't Mike go in the Upside Down, or no? It was Will. Yeah, Mike. Mike kind of has that kind of yeah, long black hair, really pale skin, big ears. Kind of looks like a. I could see. I could see. Uh... Yeah, I, I. You know, you could get him, and you could be a whole age up to a Kylo prequel, where he, you know. It starts as Finn Wolfhard, then it can go into um, Chandler Riggs, and then it can go into Adam Driver. That's where I'm going with it. What do you think? Would you see it? Yeah, Would definitely. you pay to see that? It's got to be, I mean, it's going to be more of a, a serious tone, too, but with some comedy, like all the Star Wars movies. Yeah. All right, let's open the Geek Gallery. What are you geeking out about, buddy? Um, recently, now, from this recording, it was only a couple days ago. By the time this is posted, it'll be you know, a good couple of weeks. Is the announcement of the Inhumans television series sticking right with the space tr- uh, stop topic? Very good. Um, like 
for a while. It was slated that it was going to be a movie in 2020. And then we've talked about this in several episodes. It was happening, then it wasn't happening, then it was happening again, and it wasn't happening. We, we talked about it just up until two episodes ago. Yeah. So the fact that, you know, they officially announced it, and the huge news is that the first two episodes are going to premiere in IMAX. Yeah. I don't know if I like that. IMAX is expensive. Well, I'm it's, going. It's going to be in the theaters, yeah. I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to go, but it's going to be... They're not going to be together. No. So you're going to, like... You're, you're paying 40 bucks to go see two episodes. And then, like... What? If you're going to shoot two full episodes in IMAX, why not, why not just make it a movie? Yeah. Why can't that just be a movie? I feel like it just... They didn't know what to do with it. They promised so many people about it. It kind of bothers me because... If it was on Netflix, I think it would have been better. I I agree. Uh, it's going to get canceled on ABC. I think it's at least going to get the eight episodes. It's going to get the eight episodes, but that's it. And that frustrates me because it kind of cheapens the royal family of the Inhumans. I'm pumped to see them, but it kind of cheapens Now, uh, someone threw out there, and the dude looks just like Goron. Yeah. Manu Bennett. I, I'd love to see him in Marvel. Um... He's getting the raw end of the deal with DC. He might as well come in the Marvel. And, and he he's got he's got the Goron look down, but uh, I and it speculated you know Vin Diesel with for what a year and a half two years that he's going to be Black Bolt. And it was confirmed by Marvel. Yeah, and does he yeah, do TV? I don't know. I mean. He sounds like he's really interested in the role. Okay, so if it's an eight-part show, it goes to TV and it stays there. And it's a limited series, one and done, kind of like John Constantine, even though there was more in the pipeline for me. But it goes, he, he gets the one role, the, the eight episodes, and he can move on to whatever, right? Do they also bring on bigger names, or is he going to be the biggest name, and they can't afford other big names? what I'm worried about. See, I don't think they're going to get big name, a bunch of big names in general because it's an ABC show. If they go younger, Sophie Turner as Medusa. That'd be awesome. She's not going to be Jean Grey because they're going to scrap that. But, what you just said with Emilia Clark, this show premieres next fall. Mm -hmm. They're filming now. Mm -hmm. They're going to start filming within the next couple months. She might not have time to do it because she, yeah. they're still filming. Yeah, she's in Belfast now. I'm sure they're not going to be shooting it. They'll probably be shooting it in Vancouver. Yeah. I would think, all right, so if you get Vin Diesel as Black Bolt, I would think maybe like a, um, a Jessica Chastain as Medusa. I don't think they'll get her. I can see... Uh, Christina Hendricks? Christina Hendricks. Because she's done TV. And TV, and from what I know, she's got nothing big going on right now. Um, She's in that... Um, she's in Bad Santa too. But it's done. <laughs> um, also, there's a, a redhead in Suits. I know you don't watch it, but I think suit, uh, the redhead in Suits could be really good for Medusa. It's going to be a blonde chick to dye her hair. It's going to be Alexandria Dardario <laughs> uh, for, for Medusa. But is that all you're geeking out about? Yeah. All right, so you'll geek out on these, th- these things that I'm about to talk about. King Kong Skull Island trailer came out. Looks amazing. amazing. The one question I have is, why is everything else big on that island, too? The Skull Crawlers? Is that what they call it? Fucking John C. Riley, man. I'm so happy he's in this. The, he's like, I call them Skull Crawlers. 
That didn't sound as cool as it when I said it out loud. It's a good cast. Very good cast. Goodman, Samuel L. Jackson, Hiddleston, Alison Brie. Right? Alison Brie's in it, right? Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Yeah, I get them confused. Uh, Brie, yeah, Brie Larson, Corey Hawkins, uh, John C. Ryder. Also, the guy, Corey Hawkins played Dr. Dre. He's also in uh, Walking and Dead. The guy that played Easy E's in it, too. Oh, is he? Yeah. I don't know his name. Why can't they get the guy from Atlanta who plays Snoop Dogg? Put him in it, too. Oh. I love him. Um, so I'm really, really excited for King Kong comes out the day after my birthday, which is super cool. Um, Beauty and the Beast trailer was amazing. Yeah. I showed Chelsea, and she was skeptical because a lot of people don't like the design of the Beast because of the horns. I think it looked so amazing. And she's a... Or a Beauty and the Beast fanatic. Oh, uh, yeah. I thought you were talking about Emma Watson. Chelsea is... She loves Beauty and the Beast. She has a Beauty and the Beast tattoo. And she she's so excited for it. Um, there was another trailer that came out that I can't remember. Fuck. I was in, what other trailers just came out recently? The extended tra- Well, it's a movie, but the extended trailers for the... Um, the crossover event in CW. No, it wasn't that. But that looks awesome, too. I'll have to edit this part out. I can't remember it. I'm going to remember it as soon as we turn it off. <laughs> Give me a second. Wow, look at what other shit? What other shit came out? Wasn't there something else that came out? Kong Skull Island. Beauty and the Beast. What did I say I was going to talk about in the beginning? Kong. Yeah, and there was another one. You want to talk about the zookeeper's wife? The fuck is that? Stupid. Uh, there's nothing like IMDb. That's the top um, trailers. Okay. Ghost in a Shell. Yeah, that's that, that was it. That was it. Okay. And the last thing I'm geeking out about Chuck um, is the Ghost in the Shell trailer. Um, I love Scarlett Johansson. Um, her running around in a, in a skin color bodysuit. Is awesome, but that movie looks dope. Like looks that looks really good. Trippy as shit. When she turns invisible, and she's beating up those people in the fountains, at that that was awesome. So I'm really I think I'll see that in theaters. I'm excited about that. I know a lot of people are, are kind of pissy that um, you know a white woman was cast in an Asian movie, and I understand it, uh, but it looks awesome. Oh, one more thing before I can finish this. Um, Wait. The episode of The Walking Dead where Negan says, I slid my dick down your throat and you thanked me for it. Best line ever. Had me rolling. Did you have something else that you want to make? Oh, uh, I was just talking about Ghost in the Shell. Okay. I mean, I, I love Scarlett Johansson, but uh, originally it was supposed to be Margot Robbie. Oh, that would have been good too. She she was signed on and then and then dropped out. Alright. What about the, the face opening geishas in that? That was really fucking cool. Yeah, the... It's a very, very creepy movie, and it's um, directed by uh, Rupert Sanders. Yeah. Who did... Colonel Sanders' son. He did um, Snow White and the Huntsman. I, and I like Snow White and the Huntsman. You know, we talked about how we don't like anime, and then yet we're going to go see this movie. Yeah. Is it because it's live action and not anime? Or is it because it's just Scarlett Johansson running around in a cat suit? Uh, I don't know, because it's live action. She wears a good cat suit. Now this is a, it's more of like a, like a onesie bodysuit. Yeah. Um, 
So let's plug ourselves. We are on... Do you have anything else in uh, the Geek Gallery? No, we're good. All right, so we can plug ourselves now, right? We are on Twitter at ActiveGeek underscore. We are on Instagram, Active underscore Geek underscore Productions. We are on uh, Facebook, Active Geek, SoundCloud, and iTunes under the Active Geek Podcast. And we are on Spreaker and iTunes under the Geek Culture Cast Network. So subscribe to us there. And uh, just have fun. See ya.